You're listening to Once, episode 337, Chosen. Hello and welcome back to Once, the unofficial podcast for ABC's TV show, Once Upon a Time. I'm Jeremy. I'm Aaron. And we're here to talk about the 150th episode of Once Upon a Time, Chosen. Episode 150. Confetti, fireworks. <laughs> 150 liked- episodes, Aaron. 150. That's Do you know easy. that means that I have watched... Once upon a time, well over 300 times. <laughs> like minimum? Minimum, because there are definitely episodes that I've had to or wanted to watch three times or mm-hmm. maybe more. Well, and we've done 337 episodes of the podcast after tonight. True, which, yeah. Yeah, we did initial reactions for a long time and some other episodes and now spoilers are separate episodes and yowza yep (laughs) i really liked this episode i sort of liked this episode (laughs) (laughs) i didn't hate it it's not what i expected at all yeah we did get feedback um from melanie saying like For 150 episodes, I was hoping, like, I'm paraphrasing. She basically just said she was hoping that it would be a little bit more epic and more, like, show-encompassing. But then she also said, like, with what's left, we had to move along this storyline. Yeah. It... And did they? (laughs) Right. I guess it was uh, probably Bex Mater's last episode. Well... I feel like she might come back for the finale. She might. That is true. It would be a shame if she didn't. But we don't know what form the finale will take. So (laughs) it seems that that was in some way the end of Zelina's story. Although maybe we all see her in two months for the wedding. (laughs) I was thinking that and then I'm like, oh, that's a long time to make only a few episodes span over when they've the last few episodes have been like one day each simultaneously like uh not simultaneously consecutively there we go yeah they seem to get into that sort of a pattern sometimes one thing i want to mention right at this very beginning that was a shame about this episode was that the majority of the east coast did not get to see the final few minutes of the episode. (laughs) And that is... Including me, and I'm not even American. (laughs) That is, at least where I am, that is totally ABC's fault. Because they start the episode at 9 p.m., I mean at 8 p.m. Eastern, and they end it at 9.01. And the special report that was broken in started at 9 I was looking at the timer on the DVR and it they should have been done, but they never finish on time, which is just annoying for so many reasons, including this one. I don't know yeah. if maybe other stations broke in sooner. Um, well, I was watching on, like, I just tape ABC. 
I PVR ABC, but the way it works in Canada is if you're watching ABC in another show and the show is airing at the same time on another channel, it cuts to that channel. So even though you're taping the ABC channel, it won't let you watch it on the American station. So, and it still cut out for me. So it must have cut out. Like I only missed probably the last 30 seconds. Yeah. But a lot happened in the last 30 seconds. Yes. Yes. And we should probably anybody who's yeah. Yeah. If you're like waiting to watch those last 30 seconds, we're, we're going to explain it now for the people who don't care to wait, (laughs) who didn't see it because we have access to the full episode. And so we've seen it and it's important and we're going to reference it (laughs) several times. Yes. Twice. It was a very significant. I didn't see that the last 30 seconds until Sunday. And I read what happened in some feedback that we got before that, because I was like, you know, it's 30 seconds. What's going to be spoiled? And then, so we're going to spoil it for you guys. <laughs> the feedback opened with, I I can't believe they let Nick die that way or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> and you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> So, yes, if you missed, that's when it cut out for me. It cut out when Facilier was talking with Nick and Nick was trying to convince him that he could still kill Gothel. And then it cut out. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. That's what I saw. Although, thankfully, my first watch, I didn't watch that version because I couldn't watch on Friday night. (laughs) Uh, So what happened right after that is Facilier took the little doll that he sprinkled the trust dust on. The trust dust. Or the broken trust <laughs> beignet dust. <laughs> uh, and stuck a pin in it and killed Nick. <laughs> yeah. And the lights flickered. There's a lot of light flickering. There's a lot. Facilier's around. I thought that uh, Goth- it was Gothel who was going to come in at first because he's been killing the witches. But it wasn't. I forgot that Facilier made the lights flicker. Yeah. And why haven't we seen Gothel very often? She's been, yeah, it's been, has it been three? No, just two. The last two episodes. And thank you to Keeper of Squidding for drawing drawing to our attention that a lot of people missed <laughs> that last few minutes. Right. It's unfortunate. <sighs> this episode started so abruptly, too, by the way, that I I was watching the iTunes version. And it started so abruptly that I went to the PVR to make sure that it that that's how it was supposed to start. Mm-hmm. And it was. It was just like mid... I felt like it was mid-music and kind of mid-scene. And it just zoomed out of the trees and onto the gingerbread house. But uh, there was just something so... It was almost like there's supposed to be more of a, a fade to black or they could have like... <laughs> I, I love that I'm complaining about the first second of the show, but they, it, I just, I felt like it was disorienting. Like they should have focused on just the trees and the sky for a second or two more and then zoomed out. Yeah, it was, I thought that I just assumed that that is when my TV cut from like the one station to the next. Cause that often happens in the first few seconds. And then when I watched the iTunes version, that's just how it actually was. Yeah. Yeah, so that happened. <laughs> and we learned that there are starving children in Arendelle. <laughs> yes, we did. Uh, do we even want to make an attempt at the timeline? Um, I don't. 
We did. I'm going to read some feedback, though, from DeAndre because he has this timeline stuff down and he sent well, in some really good Easter eggs. I'm going to take a well. quick stab at it. Not not a um, Hansel style stab, though. <laughs> <laughs> Hansel and Gretel were never, to the best of our knowledge, frozen in any realm or curse or in any way. And so ages being what they seem to be, you would think 20 years ago at most, except (laughs) for Zelina. (laughs) And I don't know if I understand. So let's just hear what DeAndre has to say. Well, before that, Zelina was not part of the original curse, right? (laughs) Okay. So (laughs) DeAndre (laughs) writes... This was honestly one of the best, if not the best, episodes of Once Upon a Time this season. Where have these writers been all this time? Mm-hmm. Ansel's address on his apartment door is 1812, the date the Grimm brothers released the first edition of Hansel and Gretel. So that's a cool Easter egg. Yeah. I'm sure many people are confused as to when the flashbacks could have taken place, but judging by the age of Hansel and Gretel 2.0... And with them being the same age as Henry, this could place this around the time of season two, but no later than the Neverland arc of the season three, as we first met Zelina during the second half after the curse was broken in 311 going home and everyone was taken back to the Enchanted Forest. Part of me was rooting for Hansel to be redeemed, so I was kind of sad to see him go. I find it interesting that Henry's first friends in the entire series were Hansel and Gretel back in 109, True North. And his first friend he makes in Enchanted Forest 2.0 is Jack, who turns out to be Hansel. It's a good good noticing as well. I didn't think of that. That is interesting. Hmm. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. What else can you say? <laughs> there... Thank you for that feedback, DeAndre. <laughs> Thank you. there are so many questions I have that are just logistical and probably I shouldn't have like, for example, what is in Henry's books? Exactly. Isn't his book in Hyperion Heights just like the story of his life? the storybrook stuff. I that's my impression, but then there would still be a Hansel and Gretel story because they did like True North in season 1, 109 was a version of Hansel and Gretel. It was just this this world's version and then there was the flashback as well. So I don't know if he wrote like his story but included all of the stories from the original Once Upon a Time book. Because, yeah, on the one hand, I guess we're getting way ahead. We are going to be thematic, as we often are, but but the questions are burning holes in our brains a little bit, too. So just to jump ahead a little, Henry spoke when he was trying to relate to Hansel, but thinking Hansel is crazy. He spoke of things that he would remember if he were awake, which means they have to be in his book, which means his book has to include stuff from wherever he was. 
when he oh, knew Jack. I understand. But that was absolutely, he didn't write about, a, well, okay, I'm so confused. I guess when he knew he was writing about Hansel or when Hansel's in the book, it's the other Hansel. And then he would have written only about Jack. No, I think you're onto something because I do think, oh, wait. I was going to say, I do think that that's how Lucy is getting this story that he's with Cinderella. But I think they've mentioned that the book ended when he met Cinderella. Well, I was going to bring that up, too. But if it ended when he met Cinderella, all of that previous stuff with Jack would still be in the book because that was when he was younger. Oh, you're right. And then the stuff after Ella isn't in the book. Yeah, anything after so all the stuff After we've been he... seeing in flashbacks with Regina and Zelina, that stuff is not in the book. Correct. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, because I guess the book is like his childhood, which we have followed until he left Storybrooke, and then the time in between him leaving Storybrooke and meeting Ella. What a bad is... ending. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's why he was going to write a sequel, but then he was staring at a blank computer screen, right? I believe that is where our story picked up. (laughs) We didn't know these people then like we know them now. Even though it was supposed to be Henry. (laughs) Ash23 said in the chat, he has the same friends in two forests. (laughs) (laughs) Different friends, same friends. (laughs) Arguably same forests. Oz, though, why Why yeah. is this in Oz? Why is this Hansel and Gretel? Why are they from Oz? <laughs> and by the way... I don't have an answer for you. When Zelina walked in and said, so the gingerbread rumors are true, was that clever? No, but the Candy Crush <laughs> comment later on was. <laughs> okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> Zelina seems greener than previously. Uh, she's always looked sort of like uncomfortably green. Okay. Which maybe that's the point. I don't know. This was, I think these flashbacks, while they may have just been poofed into existence to make this story work and not actually work with the timeline. <laughs> I liked this story because we haven't seen a lot of Zelina from that time. We haven't seen any conflict of good versus evil from Zelina during that time, if right. I'm not mistaken. We have previously when Rumpel was trying to get her to, you know, when he was schooling her a little bit and but she wasn't chosen. And oh, I I don't know that I liked the title of this episode. Chosen. So. I mentioned to you after we were off air last week that the series finale of Buffy was called Chosen. <laughs> yes. So if this if this episode is going to be called Chosen, I would have expected it to be at least a little bit more symbolic than one offhanded comment like, oh, I guess you're going to get chosen first for something after all or whatever he said. How does yeah. it feel to be finally chosen before Regina? For murder. Right. Yeah. I don't know why that's the title. Maybe we'll figure well, it out as we go. Maybe there's it, a better reason. It made a lot more sense when it was for Buffy, in case anyone's wondering. Like, they could have even, <laughs> I don't recall, they could have even worked it into the stuff Chad said to her. 
but I don't remember. He said a lot of great stuff, but I don't remember anything about being chosen. <laughs> so. Oh. Hmm. Uh. Maybe we'll just rewrite that part for them and it'll work, make the title work better. Yeah, he didn't use those words. He could have, but he didn't. Right. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. You're the one I've chosen. Wink, wink. <laughs> but I don't recall anything that was that. So, so apparently Hansel and Gretel are destined in any realm to have a good father, which doesn't yes. explain how we've got the stories that we've got. No, he was a good... I know I made it sound like he wasn't when we talked about this last week, but he was being manipulated by the evil stepmother. Oh, I believe I've probably shut all that stuff out because it's scary. It was like he was really close to his children. He didn't want to give them away and then or not give them away. But the the they had no money. And so the wife, the stepmom, his wife was like, no, we need to walk them out into the forest. And I mean, he did it, which makes him not a good man. But (laughs) then I believe he he tried to reconcile it. Yeah, and like you yeah. said, they were supposed to leave stones, right? Peb- well, pebbles. They, they were supposed to leave pebbles, but then something happened and they couldn't, right. so then they left breadcrumbs. Yeah. So that's why I had to laugh when he's like, I'm always telling Hansel to leave a trail of breadcrumbs, and I guess he forgot this time. Like, what? Or the birds ate them. Breadcrumbs which... are not going to be your plan A if you're trying to not get lost <laughs> in the woods, okay? That is really strange. Yeah. I enjoyed that that man's acting was really good. Like he did a really good job, the actor who played Yeah. The father. As, as usual, it's more more what he's written to do that was problematic. <laughs> what was problematic? <laughs> well, Would you like to share I, with the class? <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Okay. I just I'm angry and Evo's on my bad list. No <laughs> he it was so I don't know. Maybe there wasn't quite the spark between them that I thought there was. He said, how could you stay here and enjoy my hospitality? Well, I thought it was a little more than that, but... (laughs) Yeah, I agree. She, I mean, she was so almost, I would say, out of character for Zelina during that time. She was so sort of ready to admit that wicked wasn't good and that she wanted to be good honestly i do think it's out of character for that time period the more i'm saying it (laughs) as she said in this episode this was very much her wicked always wins phase and i don't think being good was really on her mind but here she was regardless trying to say that she just wanted a second chance and he's screaming at her It, it was it was a little off key to me not literally, mind you. Yeah, the the last... <laughs> yeah, the screams were very on-key. <laughs> he had a very good, angry voice. <laughs> yes. Um, he did, actually. It was very, like, if you were in the room, you would have taken a step back. It was... He had a lot of presence. I wonder if he's a stage actor. That's I know, such a <laughs> random thought, but... But his children were obviously important to him mm-hmm. and had told him... Yeah, like, I don't know how many days she was with him, but I thought there were some feelings being developed, for sure. Certainly on her side, which that is in character. Yes. So, but I mean, you also saw the guilt 
that she felt when she saw the um the chairs and realized that she had that this man was saving her, but he she had let his children stay with the witch. Right. So but I guess maybe it's just to, to show them. there's a nugget of humanity in her. Yeah. She did go to save them and I don't know. She said all the right things. Which, you know, a lot of the time people sort of in TV shows don't say all the things that a normal person would say that might help the situation. But no, he still screamed. And uh, by the way, that little Hansel, he was already a psychopath. He was so already a psychopath. I basically wrote that down. I was like, as if someone who just had their arms burnt would be glaring at her like that. Even like he before would be she screaming him, in pain. Dude pulled a knife like <laughs> before she burned him. Yes. I was having a hard time feeling sympathy for him. Like, okay, that yeah. was scary. Gretel seems to have done okay. What like you were in a cage being made to Yeah, it's terrifying, but all that really happened to you is you were scared and you were made to eat a lot of cookies. And then somehow you escaped inexplicably, and the witch was just out front, like, sweeping instead of chasing you, and you're ready to murder right there in your, you don't deserve to come out of this alive, or whatever he said. Like, that child, no, no, no. He was already pretty far gone, I would say, before the witch got them. (laughs) I was about to say, I feel like they're the perfect example of like siblings who grow up in like horrendous circumstances and, you know, one ends up going to one extreme and the other ends up going to the other extreme, but they actually kind of both did the same thing when they grew up. Yeah. Well, one tried to join the witches and one tried to kill them, but either way they were going to be killing people. Yeah. And they were both very stabby. They were both very stabby. And I'm sure that if Evo could see, he would have been stabby too. Not really. I feel like he would have been disappointed in his children. Well, yeah, I guess we don't really know what happened after that. But he, uh, you know, he's kind of responsible. Any terrible thing that Zelina did after that point is his fault (laughs) to some degree. I'm exaggerating, of course. But she needed someone to give her a chance. And he screamed at her and rejected her. So not as good and a guy as we even thought at see first. Her. Right. <laughs> right. He didn't need to see her to see what kind of person she was. Like, oh, someone who's trying to change? Right. Someone who's changing because of you? Hmm. Oh well. We know what happened after that. Guess it all turned out well in the end, except for, you know, whoever she killed after that day. Right. And all the curses and Right. Uh wasn't she like responsible for Neil's death? Didn't she kill Balefire to get back at Rumple? <laughs> this show guys, is actually we do a podcast. Me... We do a podcast about this show, guys. I know, but I think that the show is hurting my brain cells. So many I things. I believe it get was during done the and curse. undone and redone. I more I more so remember her taunting Rumple about it, which that actually actually answers a question that I was going to bring up later. I remember her taunting. I don't remember the circumstances. Like, and there will be people who are just like not over it and in utter shock and disbelief that we would say such things. <laughs> About Bay. Yes. Dying. Yes. 
Well, I remember it happened in a forest, and I thought that it happened when Rumpelstiltskin <laughs> was being held captive and kind of a little bit cray cray. And I thought that that was Zelina. Part of the problem is that it, they make us think that a thing's been done, and then it turns out it hasn't because they want to bring someone back for one more time, and then they do something dumb. And yeah, Rumpel and Bay were in the same body, or ah. right. You know, something that I remember at the time going, that shouldn't have happened. And so I probably have just forgotten it on purpose. Um, yeah, I guess uh, it's we're getting ready for a good old rewatch, maybe. <laughs> we maybe need just... like a crickets button <laughs> <laughs> for when moments like this happen. Yes. Well, forgive us for forgetting perhaps the most upsetting moment in all of Once <laughs> Upon a Time. Probably, oh, uh-oh. No, there's way more upsetting moments. Do you know what we should have done? Hashtag hire the nerd. (laughs) Jacqueline will probably be screaming at us. (laughs) Yeah, but we actually did. We've got the nerd. I know. And we didn't consult her before we said all these things. Well, that's because this just came up. It just came up in conversation. I didn't plan to talk about this. (laughs) I'm very self-aware right now of all the people listening. I'm waiting for someone in the chat to correct us, but no one has. Yeah. Well, that's because they're here for us, not for memories of <laughs> Balefire's untimely demise. I can list, like, off the top of my head, like, at least three deaths that were way more emotional than that one. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it was just not, it was not a good death. It was more, it was more how angry it made everyone. Yeah, that's true. It did. I remember, actually, I have a rant that I did saved because it was so profound, in my opinion, at the time, but I didn't actually plan to say any of it. (laughs) All that I retained, apparently, is that he died, shouldn't have happened. That's it. Reese in chat is confirming Bay was killed by Zelina. Yes. Yeah, I just, even when they said it before, I remember thinking, I don't remember how she was involved. Probably because those, that was still during the days when I was like, why is this woman still around? Well, but that would make sense. I didn't know how much we were going to love her. <laughs> that makes sense then that he's still a little bit um, uh, displeased with her. <laughs> well, yeah, that was going to be my question later was I didn't quite understand why they would still have such a bad relationship. But, I mean, that makes a little sense. Well, he did (laughs) offer to string together a few words for her eulogy. That was nice. (laughs) That was nice. (laughs) It's funny because as, as, like, they had the banter, which I love. I love his banter with most villains, but specifically Regina and now Zelina. They had the banter, but he still gave her, like, tidbits of very good advice within this you know displeasure of banter he still said um you know he called her strong he said that Zelina found a way to survive even if it killed her and you know jab i know that because you're still annoying me that i do remember (laughs) and then said like she was talking basically about her darkness and about the things she's done. And he said, it's that piece of us that shows us how far we've come and how much we have to lose. So it's just, you know, he would know. 
Yeah. I didn't even realize that the witch in the flashbacks was, was it Hilda from current day? Yeah. The blind, the baker? Yeah. The other funny thing is that I didn't realize she wasn't blind until Zelina took her sight. <laughs> in this version? <laughs> yeah. She was, uh, she was kind of scary. She seemed to have a good smackdown with Zelina, considering Zelina was the ruler of Oz. Yeah, Zelina didn't even coming back didn't even seem ready. But I guess she kind of got the upper hand. Well, she wasn't aware that she was going to be having mint candies thrown at her head. (laughs) (laughs) Giant mint candies. Yes, and then almost stabbed through her heart with a candy cane. Big as her head. (laughs) Do you think that that was kind of trying to show that Zelina, like something I noticed is that when she was trying to use her magic for good to start the fire, it wouldn't work. But as soon as she got angry, her magic worked wonders. It's like the temper is what made her magic work. Oh, interesting. Or she mentioned evil. being weak, so. It was just still when she was rehabbing from her right. candy crush battle. Potentially, yes. I do think the flashbacks, though, gave us a really good look at what they were trying to show us in present day with Zelina, which is like, we haven't seen, we've seen some character development with her, but certainly nowhere near as much as we saw with Regina because we didn't, we didn't, we don't even have the same background for Zelina as we did with Regina. And now she's in this huge battle still of being both. And the curse was actually a vacation for her because she wasn't stuck with her thoughts and stuck with being that person and trying to now live as, as a a new person. Like she just was a new person that didn't have any of those memories and that guilt weighing down on her. And she got to have a life. Right. She seemed like she'd kind of turned over some of those leaves before raising Robin But as Kelly, she got to be completely unburdened and just be a hippie. Yes. (laughs) Although she still had major issues with her daughter, which, I mean, that's real life too, but not perfection. It's not a perfect life. Yeah. Or perfect character. (laughs) We'll get to that. I just keep finding strange things in the way they, the whole accelerated Robin timeline and, and it it took the cake toward the end of this (laughs) storyline. You mean Robin being older? Well, I mean, I guess to, to speak to that. Yeah. Well, or Margot specifically going, so you've got a past. Yeah, and you were there for most of it because you're her adult daughter. So what kind of a past could she have? Like, aside from magical freezings and anti-aging spells, you've (laughs) been around for all of the past she could have had. So I don't know what you think you're just not privy to. Well, no, I feel like she must think that it's stuff that happened before she was born. Like, they're not that close in age. They're like... Are they not? Well, they shouldn't be. How old was Zelina in Storybrooke when she had Well, I don't know, but we already estimated that Robin would probably be almost like 
should be like early 30s. Yeah, but then remember there was that um we got feedback that that actually the the 25 like you must be 25 that statement mm-hmm. was from when Lucy was 8 not when she was born which means that she's really only about 25 now. No, that's true. That makes sense. So she's 25. But still, how old is Selena? Even well, she's without... She's got to be at least 40 or 45. Sorry, Bex <sighs> Mater. I'm just saying. See, that is just getting stretchy. I just... Okay, well, how old is... I mean, she could have been a secret agent teenager, I guess. Anyway, I took issue with it. <laughs> so, like, that that's not... No. A thing your your daughter comes in and says to you. She's like, only like whatever. 40 years old. Bex Mater is only like yeah. 41. Actually, her birthday exactly. is next week on the 24th. <laughs> yeah, and she doesn't even look that. So <laughs> it's just odd. And they've, yeah, I don't know what age they're trying to make Margot look. but Yeah, that's true. It's weird, and she's very uh, wishy-washy anyway. So it's I'm having a little... There again, I'm sure it's just writing. I'm having trouble with how one minute she's, I hate you, and the next minute she's like the coolest, most laid-back person ever. Like, I get that they had a moment, but she also just came to town. I guess she's... (laughs) I guess she's happy enough staying that she's not mad that she came back for her mom originally and now her mom's leaving again. Well, she's made new friends. I know. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I guess she's she's fine with it now, but it's sort of like I don't know, she's got this whole that whole oh yeah, I mean, I totally get it kind of mentality. I'm like, "Well, where was that when you were screaming at her that she was closed off?" Anyway, I, sure I think- just think the same person needs to write her lines every week and not just keep giving this loose idea of who Robin slash Margot might be back and forth to writers who have, in the case of this episode, written one other episode each of Once Upon a Time. Ah, are you kidding me? No, Eddie and Adam are listed as writers, but the other two writers each wrote different episodes from each other in season six, and that's it. And they got to write episode 150. Yeah. <laughs> Which we liked okay, but there again, I just, you know, if there are yeah, inconsistencies, just... I'm just not sure that that's not why. It's odd to me, but, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, because this is literally the next day. Yeah. <laughs> so Robin yelled at her, and then this episode happens the next day. Yeah, I just don't think they can land on who she even is, and we're almost out of time to get to know. So it bugs me, well, but it is what it is. <laughs> I think, though, that, like, people don't know who they are when they're in their early 20s. I don't True. know. Maybe that's just me. But I feel like I, that's, that's when you'll get to know who you are. <laughs> yeah. I guess uh, people can be volatile when they're talking to their parents. And... True. So maybe I should just be more understanding. <laughs> <laughs> there was another mention of choices that I... I'm just seeing now, but... uh, Choices that were chosen? Choices that were chosen. When Zelina was talking, when Kelly was talking to Nick about Hansel and Gretel and 
that whole thing. She said, I didn't force her to make those choices and neither did you talking about Gretel. And I mean, that's a stretch (laughs) that that has anything to do with the title. (laughs) (laughs) But it's true. She did not. Nobody forced anybody to make any choices. Jack is killing all the people because he wants to. Yeah, clearly it was hot-tempered Evo who raised his children to be so stabby, so. (laughs) I think I'm just angry at him on Selena's behalf. (laughs) What did they expect, by the way? I have to go back to that for a second. Did they think that she, after he tore her to shreds, should have left the, what would we call it, sight dust? Should she have left that for him? Like, was that terrible? She could have left with it. She did kind of make a point of destroying it, kind of a spiteful, well, if you don't want to see me, you don't get to see anything kind of way. But I, I thought it was pretty clear that he rejected that gift. So I agree. Maybe they just <laughs> they needed a way to get her closer to the fire right. so that she would have to cross Hansel again right. so he could go all stabby. <laughs> I think I just really don't like that family. <laughs> I mean, they made the Wicked Witch look good. And unless Evo is somewhere in the curse and we haven't seen him yet, we don't have to see that family again. Because <laughs> they're all dead. <laughs> it's true. And dead? He's dead. Yeah, except when it's not. So, Except when it's not. <laughs> except, except when, when it's there's like a... Almost an, dead. Yeah, when there's an amulet or your name nearby. Is, or your name is Anastasia. Or Zelina. Oh, I miss Lady Tremaine. Suddenly. <laughs> Suddenly. I yeah. Because like, I just said Anastasia. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I don't miss them that much, but. Maybe not that much, but they were fun. I want to know what their we are both looked like. I feel like they were never too different. Well, especially Lady Tremaine was cursed to think that she was awake, so. True. which what a weird thing so is it a sign that i watched too many scary movies that while zelina and chad were sharing their moment after nick was knocked out i expected nick to get up and hit zelina over the head no i okay the chad (laughs) thing was super awkward Right. The first we've not heard his voice until this episode. We hadn't seen his face until he's being threatened by Hansel. And then the first time we're really in a scene with him, he's got a gag in his mouth and he's tied to a chair and he's like <laughs> trying to emote and we're like, dude, we don't like we don't know you. Could you stop flailing? Just sit in your chair, let them fight. Why are you on the floor? Like what are you trying to do? We don't and know. How anything did he about- get in there without <laughs> yes. her knowing? Yeah. <laughs> like he's he's on the ground and then there's like some question about the knife and stuff, and I was like, is he gonna do something bad? Is it going to turn out he's another fairy tale character after all? Kind of like uh, Emma's flying monkey. Is he going <laughs> to get stabbed and that's going to be horrible? Like, what's happening here? And then, no, he was just, they didn't want him to be a nothing, so they had him struggle to protect Zelina. But all he managed to do was fall on the floor, which if he were an established character, that would have been somehow respectable. But because he was just 
gagged Chad at this point, we it was like, oh, well, now you fell on the floor. I guess I hope you're okay. Like, <laughs> that's cool. And then, I mean, don't get me wrong. He won me over with his speech to her later. But at that point, it was really awkward. And I was also worried that there was something more nefarious about him. <laughs> well... I love how Margo threw in at the end. It's only a 90-minute flight, Mom, or whatever, for us to be like, oh, that's how Chad could be here. Yeah. I mean, I forgot that it was San Francisco and Seattle. So Yeah, you were thinking Maine, and you're like, that's an eight-hour flight, guys. But, you know, if nothing else, I wasn't busy wondering how he even got into the same realm. I wasn't busy wondering... <laughs> about the timeline or how old he was or any of that stuff. So it really didn't bother me. <laughs> oh, and then his little <laughs> speech at the end. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Aww. More people should be like Chad. <laughs> be like Chad. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? What's that meme that's like, this is Brad. He blah blah blah. Be more like Brad. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure that was somewhere in the back of my head. It should be like this is Ivo, and he is not nice. This is Chad, right. and he understands everyone deserves a second chance. Don't yep. be like Ivo. Be like Chad. <laughs> I love it. He says, "When I gave you this ring, I signed up for everything, even the things I don't know." And then I said, "Oh," and then she goes, "It's really bad." <laughs> It's adorable. It's really bad and crazy. Like he's going to try to put her in an institution, and he finds out. She's like, no, but seriously, we're going to watch the Wizard of Oz, and I'm going to be making corrections, and then you're going to start to get a clue. Okay, so speaking of the Wizard of Oz, Jeremy. (laughs) Yes, Aaron. I I don't know how I missed this. I don't know if you missed it or if like it just wasn't important for us to mention. But I did not connect to this until she looked at the bike on the wall. Yes. Which connection? That the wicked, like the wicked witch in the Wizard of Oz was riding the bike. Yes. As Miss Gulch. I didn't, I didn't get that connection when we saw, when we first met Zelina and she was running a spin class. No, I didn't either. But, but tonight <laughs> I realized we also had that whole silly thing with Hades in Oz and they were riding a bike. And I don't remember if we made the Wizard of Oz connection oh. then either. Well, I didn't, but I only did initial reactions during that season, I think. <laughs> you hadn't had a chance. <laughs> yeah. I didn't watch it twice and research or anything. So, but yeah, like that just makes that whole scene where we meet Kelly and she's like, all right, you cycling monkeys, get on your bikes and fly or whatever. Right. <laughs> that just makes it so much better because she literally was on a bike and then floating in the tornado and then she turned into a witch on a broom. Right. With her monkeys around her. Yes. It's not like I do a podcast about fairy tales or anything. Did I miss that? <laughs> it was a little obscure. We never saw her fly on a bike that I recall. I know, but I feel like if it was like a Moana reference, I would have gotten it right away short-term memory maybe a frozen (laughs) frozen reference i have maybe an easter egg but probably not they showed rumple's access code very clearly oh 
What was it? When he was taking Selena into his not pawn shop, <laughs> it was 4632. Huh. Are 46 and 32 lost numbers? Nope. Um, Only four is. Uh, four plus six is 10 and three plus two is five. <laughs> so that's one. That's 15, which is like 150. <laughs> yes. Okay. We'll go with that. That's it. <laughs> His code is short for 150. <laughs> um, 4632. <laughs> All right, Wincers, you let us know. Why is his office in the evidence locker? <laughs> I don't think it is. I think that's just like, clearly it's just Mr. Gold's shop 2.0. Yeah. I, I liked that they uh, actually <laughs> made a reference to the fact that that's how it is. You can take the dark one out of the pawn shop. But how would he know? Like, he's only been awake for, what, like a few weeks? Like, I don't know. What's the span of this season? As long as anyone can remember. (laughs) Like, since Tilly woke him up, how would he just, like, know? Maybe he's been just doing inventory since he woke up. Yeah, that's why, like, they can never find Gothel and stuff. He's just in there looking at all the objects that he has in his possession. (laughs) And figuring out stories to make up to tell Rogers in case he needs one of them. Yeah, but he's not really an antiques guy. <laughs> anyway. So, Zelina actually seems repentant at this point in her life. Mm-hmm. So. She's doing well. So, she's she's talking about all these things and... And uh, why does it sound like you're saying goodbye? Oh, I mean, why does this look like a goodbye hug? Did that look like a goodbye hug? I don't know where that comment came no, from. But but I wonder if they're going to do that every time they say goodbye to a character. Because they did that with <laughs> Trizella. Why does it sound like you're saying goodbye? Oh, yeah. <laughs> she starts talking about all the things she's learned. And Regina goes, why does it sound like you're saying goodbye? Maybe that's just their fast way of being like, we need people to leave. Maybe every character is just going to leave except for Henry and Jacinda and Lucy. (laughs) It really is like they suddenly, like we just keep saying, like they suddenly went, wow, look at everything we have to wrap up. We got to start kicking people (laughs) out now. Well, and one of the storylines that I don't even think we mentioned when we talked about that was this whole Drew and Facilier thing. I know. I don't even think that was mentioned when we read the feedback from Witty about all the things that needed to be wrapped up. I don't know if we did, but it, it's all kind of connected because Nick is Jack is Hansel <laughs> was uh, kind of a red herring. Yeah, he was killing the witches, but only because Facilier woke him up because he knew he would do it. Right. So he just woke him up and that was Nick's first. That was his go-to. I need to kill the witches. Yeah, dude. mm, Nope. Not that family. Nope. Yeah. Sorry, Henry. Your friend was never real. (laughs) Well, he took him to the tavern and played some giant. (laughs) He was tired. Which, by the way... Is that kosher in Once Upon a Time speak? 
And once upon a time morality, what were they slaying giants for? Shouldn't they have found a third way with the giants? But anyway. I thought you were going to talk about the tavern, and I was going to say the legal (laughs) drinking age in Canada is 19. So it's funny that they said 19. Yeah, they're sitting there telling all the families, yep, they went and they drank multiple drinks when they were 19. And Americans are like, what? (laughs) He just said I bought you your first drink. And second and third. Oh, okay. (laughs) But yes, for those who are wondering, in Canada where the show's filmed, drinking age is 19. It's actually 18 in two provinces. In the Enchanted Forest, it's probably like whenever you can reach the bar. Which is the same in the UK and Europe, I think. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so, Regina... I, that's great. They're sisters. She wants Zelina and Kelly to be happy. <laughs> but she just... So the topic is saving her son's life. And she just says, I'll manage. You you came when I asked you to, but you deserve to be happy. It's like, well, that's that's like some boss saying that their employee can go home three hours early or go to a concert or something. And I'll, I'll manage you go have a good time. Like the stakes are a little higher. Doesn't she think she might actually legit need Zelina? Right. Like at some point there might be a supernatural smackdown and having the wicked witch on your side might prove useful. Yeah. Like it's not just this poison. It's also Gothel. And she's trying to get the dark one dagger. Like, if you don't think there's going to be magic thrown around in the next few weeks. Right. And she knows Facilier is trying to get it. Right. They think the candy killer is caught because he was, but they don't know that. I mean, is Facilier's whole thing just about, I want to eliminate competition for the dagger? Well, I don't know that we have time for there to be anything else between him and Gothel. I guess there's a part of me that's a little disappointed to have the <laughs> the final thread start to revolve around that dagger again. But we know that they're going to because it's starting to be that the few remaining plot lines are converging on the dagger. So the yeah, Guardian and I, thing and Rumple and reuniting with Belle, which they brought up again in kind of a weird way tonight yeah. or in this episode. And it's all it is all starting to get together to the point where... Now we're starting to topic jump a little bit because they actually are interrelated again. <laughs> well, and I think ending with the dagger is completely reasonable oh, for yeah. this show. Like, yeah. I'm not upset about that. Because at least that, you know, if they don't have, <laughs> as previously mentioned, if they don't have Balefire, who was the catalyst for the original founding curse that started the show, at least they've still got Stiltskin, And he... And his struggle are still central to the overall story arc of the entire series. And so ending his struggle would be a good way to wrap up. I just hope they wrap it up (laughs) (laughs) in a way that does not make me upset that I've watched this show for seven years. Watch in a couple weeks, there'll be a headline. ABC decides to renew once upon a time after all. No. Sorry about that. I don't want another season, especially not if they announce it now. Like, they nope, won't. I'm right there with you. 
they've won't. already they finished. I feel like they don't have any respect for this show anymore anyway. Yeah. Like now they made us they've... miss a huge scene of a huge episode with their dumb timing stuff. Like it's just, yeah, I don't think they, they've moved it to the worst time slot. Like it's the death time slot. Right. Yeah, and now that they've already filmed the finale, they <laughs> there's not much coming back from that. Yeah, true. Do you know what they do? I wish I lived in BC, or I don't know if they do this there, but this is what they did. A show I used to watch um, that filmed in Mississauga, which is um, near Toronto. They uh, just, they tore it down and I guess whoever took whatever they wanted to take from the props department and then they had like a giant garage sale. So you could just go buy um, all of these props. Like I bought um, a picture frame that was like with the pictures that were used as like the set decorations, but were actually like cast photos, right? Because it's like the pictures of whatever, like Snow, um, Emma and Mary Margaret, right? You know, they've zoomed in on that frame a lot. Um, yeah. Like, that would be for sale. And, like, someone might, someone from the show might actually take that, but that's what they did. And I was just I like... I wonder if I could have the toilet from the bathroom in the Charming's apartment. <laughs> Why do you want that? <laughs> <laughs> no one ever saw so- it in the show, right? Like, they never showed the inside of the bathroom in the show. Oh, just that there was a bathroom. It was there, though, and they showed it in the behind the scenes. So, I mean, that would be cool. <laughs> Not really. Yeah, it would be cool to have. But I would like, like, sure I would that- like to have something that was just kind of in the background in some shots and <gasps> things. Do you know what I'll get someone to get for me? The invisible chalk that Emma had. <laughs> I'll get that. That'll be perfect. <laughs> Brilliant. Because I remember in interviews that that was like super serious to Jennifer Morrison. She was like, no, no, who has the chalk? Like, and she would like put it in her pocket when they broke, like so that she would still know where it was. I think she's a very method actor. That's great. Yeah. I want some squid ink though. (laughs) Yes. Please. (laughs) Someone get me the squid ink. I did have a theory that was correct tonight do you remember what i said (laughs) i think i said something like now that rogers is a real detective maybe he'll just talk to jacinda about her (laughs) ex-husband and figure out that nick is the killer (laughs) i do remember us talking about whether she would have known about the scars on his arms (laughs) right but he's really self-conscious about them i don't that was so funny like, yeah, but he's really self-conscious. Like, so don't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell him I told you. <laughs> oh, that was good. When Henry went into the apartment after he was saved, and him and Jacinda headed for each other. I know. I so many like, brushes oh, no. with death. <laughs> and then... uh yeah, I was like, oh, oh, oh no, that's gonna be the twist. Like he's gonna die right now. And then <laughs> Lucy runs up and I was like, oh, good, Lucy's there. She'll she'll stop them. She'll protect him. But she let them get real close. Well, but just hugs. Yeah, just, just hugs. hugs. But she didn't know that it was getting real touching. Like it would yes. have been a good time for a kiss. 
<laughs> but it's not true love's hugs can break any curse. <laughs> I know, but they could have kissed. It also wouldn't be the first time that Henry dropped poisoned just inside an apartment door <laughs> in this series. Because <laughs> that happened in... I know. Was that an apple red as blood? The turnover? Yeah. Uh, second last uh, season one. I, yeah, I know it was the second to last. I, just, I don't think that was apple red as blood, but it could have been. It might have been. It's all it's all hazy, and the show's been going on for as long as anyone can remember. <laughs> we referenced that episode last week, though. I think it was an apple red as blood. I think our memories have faded since the last yeah. week. Well, that's when Jefferson had to... That was the time travel that you referenced, because they went back and got the apple. Yes. Yes. So that she could make the apple that. turnover with the rest of it. Yes, that is true. Yep, I guess that is all correct. Did you notice a Mickey Mouse Easter egg? No. I believe that the pancakes that Jacinda was making in the morning were Mickey Mouse uh, shaped. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh, this show has damaged us in so many ways. I was just, I just was going to say they were making pancakes. What? Anyway, Dachshund would. <laughs> yeah, while she was making those pancakes and wondering why Henry hadn't contacted her and then he he quote unquote texted her. For that moment, I actually forgot that that text couldn't be legit. <laughs> It kind of actually freaked me out when they cut. I was like, that's right. He's tied up by creepy Nick. (laughs) I unfortunately remembered that the whole time. (laughs) I didn't catch the J thing, so I'm not a detective. I I didn't either. Well, so many people call her J. I just never noticed that he didn't, I guess. Apparently just Sabine and Nick. That one. But... Apparently, it wasn't too meaningful when Nick did it, because she sure didn't seem to remember. Like, I thought it was embarrassing that Rogers remembered before Jacinda. I didn't understand how Henry somehow made Nick aware of Chad to go kidnap, because I swear he said Beyonce. He has his own Beyonce, and I didn't get it, but I didn't think much about it. He said Beyonce. She's a real woman with a real Beyonce. <laughs> oh. oh, that's funny. Well, I, I didn't I understand. Mean, I knew he said Beyonce, so I wasn't confused. <laughs> it, it just didn't connect back, and I was like, well, I don't understand why he... She has a Beyonce, but maybe it's just there has been so many pop culture references. And he had just mentioned her daughter and like Beyonce has a daughter, I think. So But I thought okay. that Robin wasn't Beyonce. <laughs> See why it's not that ridiculous that that's what I thought. Right. right. No. Yeah, Beyonce had already, in fact, been mentioned in relation to <laughs> Zelina and Robin. So, 
Oh, that's good. I thought their banter was cute. Like Henry trying all of his ways to get out of being captured. It was also kind of a mind warp. Because it was like Henry speaking about things with some knowledge that he doesn't actually remember. And you're going, oh, yeah, yeah. It's because it's in the book, which he supposedly wrote. And so he's familiar and he knows what he thinks is a delusion on Hansel's part. But for Hansel, they're actually memories. And so Henry's trying to... So, like, Henry's talking about using the author power. And I'm momentarily forgetting how clever that sort of is because he doesn't even believe it when he's saying it right he's not just making a plea that he wouldn't really follow through on he really is just like oh maybe this will sound good to him the crazy man and then the whole i've been tied to enough trees with you to know these ropes won't hold right (laughs) smack it a headache I'd say I'd like to see those adventures, except now I know that I would not enjoy them because his friend Jack is really just a murdering murder who murders. Murders. <laughs> However, murder we did learn that murders. Nick, <laughs> we did learn that Nick, when we met him, was legit. Yes. Yeah, he didn't wake up until, I mean, he almost woke up, grabbed a knife, and killed Dr. Sage. Or no, not a he- knife. How did he kill Dr. Sage? With the poison in the bottle. Yeah, but he didn't... That's not his M.O. Did they know that he was going to be the killer when they killed Dr. Sage? Probably not. <laughs> no, does he always stab people? No, because he He's... was going to kill the blind witch with the gas, but then they found her. Oh, true. Oh, gosh. That's right. <laughs> yeah, but... Which is kind of appropriate. Like, it's not appropriate to kill people ever. But if you're going, (laughs) but if you're like, if you're symbolically going to kill a witch that captured you and tried to cook you using an oven to do it or a gas, wasn't it a gas stove? Oh my goodness. That's kind of clever. They've been more clever than we knew. Mm -hmm. It was only Drizella who was going to get stabbed. Well, and and that's ultimately how he did kill the blind witch. Right. And he, you know, pulled the knife on, on, well, on Zelina and both in the past and in the present. Yeah, he should have burned Zelina if he was sticking to his pattern. (laughs) Well, he did say to her... Or no, what did she... She said to him, if you're going to play with a witch, you're going to get burned or whatever. Right. So... Yeah, that would have been way more... Although fire's not really her forte, generally speaking, I don't believe. No. Hmm. Well, he's gone now. (laughs) Yes. Yes, he is. Speaking of that... How about that facilier guy? You know, his name just makes me think facility. It means to facilitate. Oh, we've been over this. Yes. We were cursed. En français. No. <laughs> we were cursed. <laughs> yeah, I don't... Mm, you know, he hasn't been around long enough to have such a central place in the end of the story. 
I'm hoping he's done next week. <laughs> okay, so let's just go back for a second to the Drew thing. I know we talked about it. So the broken trust dust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like what he said. Trust is a powerful thing. The breaking of that trust can be even more powerful. Okay, so that's true. So then we sprinkled the trust dust on the doll. Is that what made the doll work? Well, see, here's the thing. Beignets are a pretty central character at this point. <laughs> it's true. And so when a beignet is infused with broken trust, that's when the real magic begins. <laughs> Apparently dark magic. Well, the beignet was symbolic of her teaching him how to make them, like trusting him it, with her livelihood, arguably. Yeah, but doesn't it shed new light on Henry's assessment of pizza? It Back certainly in- does, actually. Because <laughs> uh, so maybe there was something to that. Cheesy and it doesn't lie. Yeah, pizza's a little more trustworthy. A beignet is too easily swayed. I think Sabine <laughs> should probably switch the food of choice in her food truck. To Cajun pizza? Or... Yeah, well, I mean, maybe the gumbo is trustworthy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I that was just a lot of, oh, pardon the expression, a lot of voodoo. <laughs> it would have been great if, not that I want more people to die, but if he could have just like finished everything with Drew, like I'm sure there's going to be more to that story now because. Sabine's going to have to find out that he like is working with Facilier or that he breached her trust in some way. And it's going to be this whole big thing, but maybe it'll only take like half a scene because we're running out of time. Right. I don't know how I feel about Drew. Yeah. He said, I won't deceive her, but what was the deceit that he was learning to make beignets so that he could give a bag to Dr. Facilier? I think he's just not, he is, like, he's he's earning her trust and going behind her back. He's not currently going on, he's not currently going behind her back to hurt her in any way as of yet that we know of, but I don't know. But it was a pretty benign beignet moment (laughs) until (laughs) the broken trust somehow... Uh, it was just weird. I thought it was made strange. the voodoo. I didn't like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do police station interview rooms in the states not have cameras? Uh, well, I've never been in one. <laughs> um, <laughs> they, you know, well, we know that that room has a camera. So, good point. Maybe that was. Oh yeah, to because Gothel. Yeah. Probably next week. Rogers won't be able to believe that Nick died in the room and how strange that the that the camera, camera. stopped working for just a few moments while he died. And, well, the light flickered, so that and works. Rump will be like, yes, isn't that odd? And, you know, <laughs> and off they'll go. And off they'll go. <laughs> <laughs> Someone. Would Facilier please just find some reason to wake Rogers up? Yeah, apparently he can just do it all nancy pansy or uh, Yeah, what how is that? <laughs> I, I don't know. Is that the word? <laughs> N- nancy Nancy Pansy? 
<laughs> is that the name of the plant that he's using? It's as good as willy-nilly. It seems like it took a lot of doing for Gothel to be able to wake people up. And now Facilier can just do it whenever. I am glad that the whole I'm a witch doctor, so I'm a target two story was supposed to be lame because it really was. And apparently it was just a lame cover when he was suspected. Who did you predict was killing the witches? I don't think I had a great prediction. Never him, never Nick, but that's because it didn't make any sense. Because even if he were awake, we didn't have a reason. We didn't have any kind of a motive at the time. Yeah. I don't remember who I predicted. (laughs) I know. You thought it might be a woman. Yeah, I think we both, after the first doctor was, after the doctor was killed, I think we both thought that. Oh, Dr. Sage, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, because the the person moved like a woman or whatever. I think it might have been. Well, and same with whoever tried to kill Drizella. I don't think that that was Nick or his stunt double. Yeah, I, oh, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> it's hard because it's yeah. Sometimes you wonder what gets uh, decided later. <laughs> I mean, this seems pretty well thought out. I guess. True. Oh, man. I just, I would like some resolution. Yeah. One detail that I, I don't know if it's significant or not, is Zelina gave her necklace to Margot. Yeah, which I thought was weird because isn't that an evil item? And why would she want her daughter to wear that as in a wedding? Is it evil? Well, it's what is isn't it where Zelina got her power from? It is. Why did past. why did Rumple get it out of storage and give it to her? To remind her that she's a fighter. Oh. So I think I think he was trying to give her a confidence boost that she could still be strong like her. You know what? I call foul. That's a whole lame thing. I think they're going to use it in a later episode. Like, I thought that anyway, but to go to the trouble of, you have to help me. Okay, I'll help you. Let's go down here. Here's your necklace. Yes, I know it's powerless, but you can do it. Maybe she then, put a protection spell on it. <laughs> Maybe, but with, if she can the do land that. without magic. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, where she has none. Yeah. And she gives it to Margo and, you know... No chance that they're going to need some sudden reappearance of a magical item in the days ahead. Well, we did ask for no (laughs) new magical items. That is true. That's an old magical item, and it probably has squid ink in it. So, I mean, it's big enough. It could have all kinds of stuff in that. Yeah. Maybe Storybrooke's in there. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Maybe that's why they can't go to Storybrooke. It's actually in Zelina's necklace. Right. And they can't know we're here, you know, outside the necklace where they are. <laughs> it's actually terrifying. Here's a who only <laughs> one style. So, yeah, this is a very confusing season. Even the people who aren't both 
Some of these characters are brand new, and they are three. Nick is Jack is Hansel. Hansel. (laughs) And also, he's a new Hansel. We thought he was a new Jack, but he's not. He just got made into Jack, much the way I theorized that the new Alice was not simply a new Alice, like Hansel is a new Hansel, but more like she is a new Alice in the way that Jack is the new Jack. Right. If you follow. Nick or <laughs> Nook just chose for her to be Alice. Yep. He named her Alice, read to her about Alice, and then she went to Wonderland and had some similar experiences and became an Alice. That's not confirmed, though, right? That was still, it's not confirmed. Still just a theory. It's just, yeah. It's logical, though. <laughs> but it's, it's so, and a new blind witch, and a yeah, Cinderella. it's, it's, we've got a lot of boths and some people who are extras, and I, I just, think Zelina should have left in a big green tornado and maybe cleaned some of this mess up. <laughs> but they're in a land without magic. It's true. And she's going off to marry Boo Bear. <laughs> <laughs> Which, hilarious. <laughs> yes. I couldn't even tell if he was calling. I couldn't even tell what she was calling him. <laughs> Boo Bear? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's definitely very her. <laughs> New Nuts. her or old her or both? I'm guessing that's a Kelly thing because <laughs> sounds like something Zelina would have said with a snarl. <laughs> that's true. So what are your hopes for the final five episodes? <laughs> Make it out alive. <laughs> and I'm not talking about Henry, although I would be nice if he lived too. We got some feedback that was less about this episode and more about the future of Once Upon a Time. The very short, Mm. short short-lived future. The very short. Oh, that sounds sad when you say it that way. (laughs) Uh, So this feedback is from Melanie, and she says, I hope we get returning characters before the show is over. I'd really like to see the Charmings and find out how many kids they have and feel... I feel they would have had others besides Neil. I'm kind of hoping Regina's happy ending isn't romantic. Not everyone needs romance to be their happy ending, and I can see Regina being happy with the family she has. I'm also hoping the podcast has a long discussion of the finale or of the show in general with all the hosts, past or present, at least as many as possible. I know the larger the group, the harder it is to schedule. Thanks for hosting the podcast, Melanie. P.S. Filed under, your questions are pointless. How did Hansel and Gretel make it from Oz to the other Enchanted Forest, and why? We didn't even try. Your questions are pointless. <laughs> we didn't even try to answer that question. Just portals open a lot. Um, <laughs> I wanted to read that because I do want to say that we're we as podcasters are trying to plan something for the finale, and we will keep you up to date. That is to say, we'd be very disappointed if we didn't do something special for the finale. (laughs) Just to keep it real. But only if we can get Lana Priya to direct us. Exactly. So, Lana, let us know what your schedule is like. We we didn't even mention that in the podcast. It's true. This was... uh, 
as far as we know, Lana Perea's first episode as director. Episode of anything as director. So she's never directed before. She never directed anything people, before. And this was her debut. People clearly had good direction. They did have good direction. I think she did a great job. She gave herself great direction, too. Can you imagine it's a true. little pep talks? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if she had any heated conversations with herself. <laughs> Do people have heated conversations with directors? I was just going to ask that. I really don't know. Clearly, I'm not an actor. Or so, am I? <laughs> I remember listening to something um, shockingly about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And they were talking about Joss Whedon, who was the creator. He was like the addict. He was the addict? I was going to say out of it, Eddie, and it came out Eddie. (laughs) (laughs) They should be Addie. We ship them together, right? As showrunners. (laughs) He was the Adam and Eddie of Buffy. And I believe Jane Espenson was his, you know, second in command. That could be incorrect. That's just the impression that I have. And um, apparently he used to say things like single tear, right cheek. And they would have to like cry a tear on the right cheek only. Like, oh, my goodness. And I kind of thought that that was an exaggeration or not true. But then I was watching an interview with. Mandy Moore, who's on This Is Us, which is a fantastic tearjerker. You're not going to be able to do single tear right cheek. And she said, she was talking about one of her co-hosts and she was just like, yeah, Sterling can just do like one, one tear, one tear out of one eye. Like, and that's fine. So apparently that's like an actual demand of directors sometimes. Because they're looking at the picture and they want to make it look the best. And what would look the best would be like one tear streaming down from that eye onto, you know, that cheek. I always just assumed they like used eyedroppers or something. <laughs> Not, you know, <laughs> like they just sort of supplied some tears into the eye to let them fall. Maybe. Maybe people struggle with crying. I don't. I don't know how you could do that. I mean, I feel like. Are you really good at it? Do you just practice it? Me? Yeah. Crying? Yeah. I don't know. Do you cry? <laughs> I don't think I practice crying. <laughs> I don't practice crying. I'm not a very good okay. crier. But like when the actors yeah. are doing like ugly cries, like. Graham's dead in my arms and I'm crying cries. Like, that's real crying. That's not eyedroppers. Right, right. Like, the, it can't be. It can't and they be. have to do that all day. All day. They have to be crying. Can you imagine the headache that you would get? I, I want to know all about this topic now. I don't know how people can just do that. And I don't know how you can trust them in real life. No, I'm just kidding. So wait, do we need to like find an actor to be on the podcast <laughs> to talk about acting? Yes. Maybe that will be one of our special episodes after we're done, after we wrap. Yeah. Well, yes. Okay. We didn't ask any of those things when we've done our interviews. I wasn't on any of the interviews. Oh, that's true. Yeah. 
So this concludes our discussion of episode 150 of Once Upon a Time Chosen. If you would like to get in on some of the discussion that's happening over on our forums, you can just go to oncepodcast.com slash forums. And we have hired the nerd over there. So if you have any timeline questions or questions about anything that Jeremy and I said that's maybe not accurate, Rumpel's girl will be able to help you. That's Jacqueline who does our spoilers. Please share this episode by going to oncepodcast.com slash 337. And follow us on Twitter at OncePodcast. You can also follow each of us individually on Twitter. I'm Aaron, and I'm on Twitter at Aaron J. Cruz. I'm Jeremy. I'm on Twitter at Fleegon. That's P-H-L-E-G-O-N. And you can also follow Daniel on Twitter at the Daniel J. Lewis. Special thanks to our whole team of volunteers who helped make this podcast possible. Jack for writing our show notes, John Buchanis for editing our episodes, Hunter Hathaway and Jacqueline for providing spoilers, Jacqueline and Matthew Paul for moderating the forums, Keb for masterminding our timeline, Daniel, Jeremy, Heather, Hunter, and Jacqueline for hosting the podcast. And until next time, yeah, she used organic deodorant and dabbled in freeganism. I mean, eating rubbish wasn't my finest moment, but at least Kelly didn't kill a munchkin. She was loved. And thanks for listening. Once Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Big thanks to our heroes for supporting this episode. If you would like to be a hero too, please visit oncepodcast.com slash hero. And thank you for your support.